The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, and sitting across from me is always is hello it is i lee kimbrell not as always it's good to be back yeah missed you buddy did i not say my name billy devore that's billy devore i'm lee kimbrell nasty boys and girls across the whole wide world how are you doing tepid applause just a little bit slightly tepid just a little bit of it you know the wheels haven't completely fallen off. We got used to a nice greased up fucking Corvette ripping yeah. and roaring. We did. But also, the, I think the main reason they clapped is because we're back. Yeah. Also, you missed us. They missed us for a week. Yeah, dude. We're busy, busy boys. Billy was Very, out west. That's right. Hopping what are you going to do? I was hopping around, and we just couldn't find the time jacking it in. He's and- been hopping around. <clears throat> it would be kind of insane for you to go to Utah and then stop for two hours of all of the <laughs> <laughs> and do a podcast. I did bring the equipment. I know you did. And having Jake on would have been great, but like that would have been fucking crazy. Yeah. And also the fact We love you, you love us. It's great. Yeah. You know, what were we gonna do? Do a podcast about how the Reds were in the middle of blowing every fucking game? <laughs> we're doing that yeah. this week. Yeah. Okay. It was a good time to just sit in your silence as a Reds fan and figure out what this shit means to you exactly and now me and billy are here to talk about what we think about it yeah and if you have your takes you can just send them to us on instagram we've always said that we've always said that no one sent it come on guys it'll eventually happen and if it doesn't then you know what that's fine doesn't matter man and you know what no one is still taking me up on the free beer we're good dude i'm gonna take you up on the free beer you should Soon. next time if that uh, you know if that break in, break into the game yeah go in there get my free beer funnel it and just then scale the wall uh, and leave. making it happen uh someone might or might not have already gotten their postseason tickets oh yeah there you go so very exciting stuff that's exciting uh and so next week uh or two weeks uh where today's yeah in two weeks I will be in New York City standing at Governor's Ball. Coming off of going to Yankee Stadium and Globe Life Field. That's nice, man. Oh, and then I'll be standing at Governor's Ball at City Field. So three ballparks. In three a week. ballparks in a week. How? I mean, City Field. Okay, look. I know it's a music festival, but it's still like no. But you're there. I'm still there. You get to see City Field in the form of a music festival. If yeah. anything, it's cooler than going to a game. Yeah, I get to see the giant apple come out of the cent- right center field while Billie Eilish is singing. Billie Eilish, you're gonna see the eyelighter, dude. Yeah, I am. Them stinky knocks floating they, around. She's a beast. She's amazing. That'll be really cool. That's uh, a fun trip, man. So you're, yeah, dude, Billy gallivanting all across North America. That's right, West and East Coast. Yeah, dude. So I didn't see the West Coast. I will see the East Coast, but I just go west. It was very nice. You went west, very far west, without seeing the coast. You went to Utah, Utah, and and uh, Idaho, Utah and Idaho, dude, Boise, Boise, Boise Mormons and potatoes, dude. I totally, I get why like Intel and HP moved there. Like they to, moved to Boise? Yeah. I don't understand why people they have to pay people to move there. Or they were a couple years ago. I don't it's cause it's beautiful. 
giant mountains. Where is it close beer. to? Is it isolated? Like you guys it, drove? We drove from Salt Lake to Boise. It was only it's like four and a half hours. No, nothing. No, but then on the highway coming back from Boise to Salt Lake, driving back, uh, there were points where I was hitting a buck ten. Without oh, yeah. even thinking about really? it. Really? Just so flat? Flat. Not even flat. Just large and vast. That you can't explain it. Yeah. And then there's just no one on the road. Yeah. It's just you. So you're like, cool. I can see for 20 miles. There's no cop. Oh, dude. That sounds and so great. Boom. Booking it. As a man who loves driving, I would love to drive the like the Western Plains. You would love it. That sounds so excellent. You would like the drive going from like Yellowstone. Yellowstone back to Seattle. That would be cool. It's all high desert. So, which means there's no one out there. It's open roads. You're going, and the speed limit's like 80. So, you're going 110, Let 120. It I, I found a couple driving down to Austin. There was a, there's a couple stretches, 80 miles per hour, which is great because then you're just ripping 85, 86, and you're, you know, going that safe amount over the speed limit. Sure. So, then, you know, if you're ripping. 95 you know come on it's not like an aggravated charge no you know not even now, that close. 80 mile per hour speed limit is pretty dope it's clutch i like that and so many of the drives that i go on are kind of like arduous they're tough man you go anywhere down in north carolina up to new york oh it's anywhere all in the northeast it's all windy ass mountains yep you go down south it's a pretty straight shot mm-hmm. but going south is boring yeah, because once you boring. hit Middle Tennessee and then you get to like Northern Arkansas, it's all just pine trees oh, on Arkansas, the highway. Arkansas is a terrible straight uh, state to drive through. It is flat and boring. It's a and bad can't one. read. And uh, you know, I've been trying to do this lately. I've always given myself plenty of time, yeah. like when driving on the road. You know, because you don't want to be in some huge, huge hurry. You want to allot for traffic or some mishap or something. Well, we, we, we know you don't have to allot for pee breaks. Yes, I don't have to allot for pee breaks. <laughs> one poop break. Master of that. Yeah, one <laughs> poop break. But even then, man, try. <laughs> try really hard not to poop. Yeah. yeah. I see you. Now you're just going to become a sa- like a Ziploc sandwich bag guy. Like, I think I can That's sa- it, do it. Old save Wendy's it. bags. Oh, yeah. Put it right where it came from, man. No way. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not that savage. I could never. I could. But. I could do it. In, I, okay, it depends on how bad the meal. Yeah, like, dude, the if meal, it's an emergency. Wendy's is great. Like, in the hierarchy of fast food, like, if it was McDonald's, I'm putting it back into that little box where the four-piece nuggets came from. Yeah, I'm not. It says nuggets on it. Got to put your nuggets back in it. There, there you go, man. When's the last <laughs> time you had nuggets come out? Nuggets? I mean, when I last time I had chicken nuggets. Okay, okay, there you go. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the shape and size. I don't want to talk about shit. I'm not talking shape, shape and size. I'm just talking about putting it back into that box. There you go. All right. See you, Lizzie. Billy has diarrhea every day. That's okay. what I'm saying. Hold on. So that you're talking about true. nuggets, man? You just spew out That's of your backside every day. Oh, I you had have it this to. Morning. But uh, last night, no, no, it's about. No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I you talk about it every day. You're proud of it. <laughs> okay, look, I. She had lives it. with you. Look, she lives with me half the time. The other half, I'm at work or doing something else. Yeah, so, and you just uh, full on assault public restrooms. <laughs> And strangers' okay. toilets. Okay, fine. We're not then, shaming you, man. Fine, then I'll use the McFlurry cup and fill that back up. <laughs> Billy, you couldn't possibly <laughs> shit in anything other than a toilet or a bathtub. That I see as a challenge. Dude, Billy, you couldn't be on the road and shit into a cup. You couldn't no. do it. 
No one like, dude. Okay, that I'm is getting a such rental. a hard thing. Yeah, get a rental. <laughs> getting car. a rental, and we're gonna figure. We're gonna start turning out content, <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the TikTok right there. Welcome Shit talk. to the new nasty boys. We just take <laughs> <laughs> the new nasty nasty. Yeah, this is the 70 mile per hour shit cup. <laughs> Bill. Somehow all the poop would end up under the pop the trunk thing. It would all be there, so, dude. Yeah, when you reach under to pop the trunk, it's just Billy You'd shit. You'd never get it, man. Oh, a greasy pool. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't. I. She said the grossest part of it. I just gave it a name. It's How all pretty is gross. greasy pool not as bad as... <laughs> greasy we- pool is, a, is grosser <laughs> just language wise than the description of... Your shit getting underneath the truck handle. Uh. <laughs> you have a way with words, man. That's why we know you have diarrhea because you have explained them to me in like vulgar poetry well, like fifty times. And it's also why I'm wearing my brown hat What'd today. What you say the other day? You said al- about wet coffee grounds. Oh, he always says that it's like a duffel bag full of chili. Yeah, a duffel bag full of wet chili and yeah. And then uh, something about wet coffee oh, grounds. Oh, it felt like I was on the precipice of spilling out the entire bag of wet grounds from the coffee yeah, maker. Yeah, see, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, also what came you, up, that's what your bowel movements are like. Yeah. I also came up with a new name for AIDS over the trip. That's that's really good. That what was is it? me. No, it was me. <laughs> Don't you t- try and take that. Do, you know it was that, me. You know that normal lovers quarrel about who came up for the nickname for AIDS. <laughs> no, honey, no, that was me, it was babe. Me. And it's called pickle cough. Pickle cough. <laughs> why did you coin it? What do you mean, why? Or like, how did you coin it? I don't know. We were drunk on a roof. No, it was at breakfast. Sorry, this is how I'm proving that I did it. It was at Ooh. breakfast the day after. We went to the Real Salt Lake game. Yeah. We were eating, and I was eating a pickle, and I choked on it, and I started coughing. And I said, I promise I don't have COVID. It's just pickle cough. And then it was either you or Graham. Me. Okay. Then it was Billy said, that sounds like a cute term for AIDS. Pickle cough. So pickle cough. I so I technically coined cough, it. Man. <laughs> I coined it. Trademark. Just like any good marriage, it was a group effort. She, yeah. she had to yeah. nearly die of pickle cough, and then you... <laughs> and then, you yeah. had the turn of phrase, and then you gave it meaning. I did. So there we go. Group effort, and it was at a place called uh, Even Steven Sandwiches. Oh, love that. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf for, was if there. If you get the VIP room there, Shia, Shia LaBeouf will come out and scream at you. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a brown paper, brown grocery bag that says, I'm not famous. So oh, I was like, bro, man. I know you. You're famous. Oh, Shia. Uh, Hope he's, he's doing all right. He's not shy about it. He, yeah, no, but... What I was saying about yeah. road trips? Yeah. So uh, no, we talk- who gives a fuck? I love a good detour, baby. Yeah, that's that's the best part of a road trip. Yeah, exactly. Which is perfect segue to what I was saying. <laughs> give myself plenty of time, right? Mm-hmm. So if I give myself enough time, go ahead and set that ways to back roads. Then any trip is... Uh, any like anywhere is interesting, even Arkansas, because if you're going through back roads, it does take. It might add an extra hour on, but if you've given yourself four hours, it's worth it. Sure. You know, like then you're going through little towns. Then you're, you know, yeah. you go through. You see little different things. You. I'm always so amazed, like when you're driving through some little tiny teeny town in the middle of nowhere, not close to any big city. But you see, like, a Dairy Queen. Yeah. And it's like, that Dairy Queen is staffed. (laughs) And I'm not even trying to sound condescending, because, like, I know people and love people that live in towns like that. And, uh, no, I'm not talking shit on anybody. But, like, it is so wild when you drive through just, like, a little teeny tiny ecosystem where you're like, these people live close enough to that 
PC repair shop. Yeah. <laughs> that they go to work there every day. No, it, I just it, love a small town, man. I love driving through the America. Think about this, which is even more crazy. So you got that Dairy Queen there. That means someone said, you know what should be here? A Dairy Queen. You're right. That someone either drove through or started a franchise. The say, richest you know person in town who yeah. had like 50 grand. Yeah, they're like, you know, <laughs> 50 grand. It's like, hmm, you know what we need here? A franchise that sells blizzards. Yeah, and chicken fingers and, and hot dogs sometimes. Don't sleep on those chicken fingers. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm here for Dairy Queen food, man. I'm here for Dairy Queen food. They're Dairy Queen french fries. I haven't had them in a long time, and I'm thinking about this like from my palate of yonder year. Yeah. But, man, I used to fuck with Dairy Queen. I did, too. Uh, Their burgers were good. Burgers are good. Flame grill. As I remember, mustard heavy, which I am here for. Very mustard heavy. I am here for that. I love mustard. Always for a good vinegar-based mustard. Couldn't agree more, man. Give me that. Just a French's yellow on a fucking burger. I don't need this fake sugary ketchup on a burger. Couldn't agree more, man. I do want a little ketchup. But, like, as much ketchup as maybe you would put mayonnaise on. Okay. You know, because, like, I don't, like, people love mayonnaise on a burger. I'm not crazy about it. But, man, like, a thin layer of mayonnaise on any bun makes that sandwich better. A little Agreed. bit. A little bit of Not it. a lot. That's the problem with a lot of places. They just cake it on. Dude. I don't need that. If I take a bite of a sandwich and mayonnaise falls out, no, I'm done eating it. I'm throwing it away. It's unfair for mayonnaise, but for it, dude, it's gross. <laughs> it's it's not- fucking gross. I love it. it t- dude, some of my favorite dishes, you mix a little maize up in that shit, and oh, I yeah. love it. But man, standalone condiments? Jesus Christ. Christ. Come on. We also, work in kitchens like a vat of ketchup. Yeah. Ugh, it's no, so you. gross. The worst is when you get that gallon fucking jug of ketchup and you just have to like mash it out Dude, and it falls. Or hitting that giant pump. Fuck that. Also, when you take mustard, mayonnaise, and uh, ketchup, you're just making Chick-fil-A sauce. There it is. That's what so it is. So that's why you get that umami. It's all the it's the tartness, you get the sweetness, yeah. and then you get the bitter. I love whipping up a sauce in the kitchen. I do too. Little ranch is a good base. Yeah. Ranch you know, spicy ranch, whatever. See, that's my always been my thing. Ranch it's ranch plus. Yeah, ranch plus. Ranch plus. Like an elevated ranch dressing. Into it. A ranch dress sauce. I think I can I can uh, uh, Kind of, I think I can publicly say that, like a homemade ranch, like something that a ranch that is there is lots of love and care that is not coming out of a bottle that says Hidden Valley on it, right? Or Wishbone, I can fuck with it. Yeah, I can get it. You, you honestly can taste the difference. Where everything else, it's just bland fat. Bland fat, which is fine. That's actually the next, the name of my next album, Bland Fat. Bland Fat. <laughs> no, nah, dude, your voice doesn't allow you to be bland. You could go up there and try to be as boring as you could be but you're not bland. it's not happening you're just not a bland man it's not going down so um blandness when i think you know bland i think mormon and that's not nice but then that makes me think utah i okay so when we were in i might have offended our uber driver one okay. of them in in the in the heart of mormon country was he a mormon well i didn't know probably well, Salt Lake City, I think it's 75 percent. it is and we were we were in a in a van going to brunch and this, our driver asked us, oh, so what, you got a big group here? What are you guys all in town for? A wedding? And we were, everyone's like, yeah, we're here for a wedding. And then I was like, oh, no, we're here to see the big temple. And he went, oh, well, they won't even, I mean, you won't be able to get in. 
I was like, what? And they go, yeah, you won't be able to get in. Uh, they won't let me in. Because look over here, I'm drinking coffee. I'm a bad Mormon. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's because you enjoy life. And then the rest of the car ride was completely silent. Jesus. Yeah. You know, who knows? He might have been offended. He uh, for sure was offended. He yeah. didn't continue to start the like spice up the conversation man, Mor- or dig Mormons, back in. Mormons got to know they get made fun of, man. Of course. Mormons, like every Mormon I know is like, it's true. Every see, Seriously, every Mormon I know is like kind and successful and involved with a killer job and a happy family. Yeah. And they're all still so fucking weird. <laughs> right. You know, like a practicing Mormon. Yeah. And I guess I any, don't know any. Any any religion. Yeah, I don't know any practicing. Mm-mm. I know a bunch of reformed. I knew some practicing Mormons in high school, like went over to their house and shit, got the real Mormon treatment. It's fascinating yeah. stuff. I mean, they're a, they're a happy group of people. I'm not here to knock anybody. For sure. But, like, the enjoying life part, if you're a staunch Mormon, I mean, dude, drink caffeine. <laughs> right. Like, you can you can do some things in life. Like, and, you can yeah. have a beer. It's fine, man. It's not going to get you. Yeah, and there is merit in, like, having that, I guess, willpower and discipline, but... Sure. Man. The idea... Obviously, I can't imagine it because I've never lived under the guise of any kind of structure like that. No, but like... But still, it's fucking crazy. I think the idea of keeping your body, like, pure kind of gives you that adrenaline rush that every other substance we put into our bodies does. Like, I know I cannot live without caffeine and nicotine every day. There's no way. Like booze, I'm like, okay, I get you know, I got I got a handle on that. It's not like I where I like wake up and I'm like, Oh well, I need ketamine. Like that's not a thing. But like those are two things where like with them, I think they look at everybody else and they judge them like I I don't I don't need that shit. I don't have to have it. Probably releases some endorphins in their brain that acts as a substitute for that that gives them the feeling that they're better than everybody, which allows them to keep going every day. Boom. There it is. There you go. You so broke their down high. the Mormon psyche. I fucking nailed it. There is their high. Yeah, Church I mean, of Latter-day Saints, get at me. Any level of faith or organized religion like that, it is all just like group-based and feeling special and feeling different. Yeah. And I mean, that is their high. And you see it in their eyes because, you know, they always have like their eyes really wide open and they look at you a little weird, like blank, but like... Huh? Like a little joy in there, and their mouth's like half open, like they're breathing in fresh air, and they're about to spew some opinion that they have about you in your fucking face. It's so impressive the zest for life they have when they can't enjoy it. Enjoy it. (laughs) It really is like now that I'm sitting, we're sitting here talking about it. Like, wow. Good for you, you zen-ass, insane (laughs) motherfucker. Yeah, they've never been so drunk sitting on a on a, a curb, just like contemplating their life dude i mean they've never had that low they've never had a two beer buzz uh, on a patio with their friends after just hitting a weed pen on a friday night after a week that you just worked really hard like like the bliss yeah you know the fucking just the release from that but overall amazing trip dude it was great beautiful wedding you got to look fancy i got to look really fancy graham hooked it up uh very happy for graham and jess we uh when we we the the so we were at an airbnb about like nine blocks away from the park where the wedding was happening okay so when I say blocks, you're like, oh, that's not too bad. These are mountain city blocks. So they're like three city blocks in one. Really? So I was like, I'm not going to walk over there in my my groomsman regalia, which right. was a white dress shirt, black dress pants, 
but they gave me green suspenders and a green bow tie. I looked good as fuck. <laughs> so what did I do? I got to the closest lime scooter and drove that fucker through Mormon country. Got to this giant park. Or a suit. Or, yeah, and like a faux suit. And got to like where the, the aviary was at a giant park. And I had no clue where I was going. I just knew it was more south. Right. So... I just went through the park on the walking paths and just weaved in and out of people wearing this shit with a fanny pack on and my AirPods in, and looking like the most giant asshole with of all time. With your hair fully flowing in the wind. Dude, the flow was on fucking point. Man. I looked good and I looked like an asshole. I was like, I won't do that here, but you know where I will do it? Somewhere that is thousands of miles away from home where I know nobody. Yeah, if I saw that guy, I don't even know if I'd say that guy's an asshole. You might say he's the most free person you've ever met I'd in your be life. Like, or I'd just be like... Either he's drippy as fuck and just wears that around, <laughs> or he's trying to get to a fucking wedding and let my man go. Let him go. Plus, you just looked all cool. I wearing looked, shades. Oh, yeah. Wearing my woody, round, the, the rounded fanny, shades. The fanny pack is hilarious. Dude. That's an added kiss. So I had the fanny pack because I was a flower boy and a groomsman in the wedding. Flower boy. Flower boy. They said, Billy, we need you to ham it up. So I hammed it up. I had my pedals in there, and I was like, "Draw!" The first thing I did, I dropped them a little bit, and then I just started chucking them at people. There was a guy filming me going down the aisle, so I walked up and got in his face, and then just just made it rain all over him. That's cool. And then the last thing is I did did is I grabbed the the thing of flowers, put them in my hand, put them behind my butt, squatted and dropped like I pooped flowers in the aisle. How did it go? Great. How how big was the wedding? It was great. They stood up on their chairs. They clapped. The yeah. birds were clapping too. I'm sure, dude. Because it was at an aviary. How big? How big of a wedding? There was like a hundred people there. Pretty big. Yeah, it was cool. It was in the so it was like the aviary was in the park. So like you go in like there was this this brick structure, then this yard kind of area, like grassed area where they had the the uh, the ceremony, and then we hung out and ate dinner there and had all the food and drinks, and then there's just bird cages everywhere. So there's like nine different Aviary. types of owls, and like there was an av- a, a cage where you could walk through and see all different types of ducks and storks, where there was like a wooden walkway that you could go through. Well, the problem we had was when we went to go to it, it was locked, and we were like pulling on it, and my buddy just looks over at me, he's like, and he, then he looks in, and he's like, I think I can get that lock. I'm like, are you shitting me? He puts his hand through the cage, goes up, puts his middle finger up, and just starts rubbing Bink. and going up and down, and then click pops it and as soon as he pops it he looks at me and he goes that's why the ladies love me <laughs> and i was like that was pretty good i'm not mad at that and then we're just walking around door half open like there's a bunch of rare birds in here that could just fly out at any moment but yeah it's fucking cool that we broke into a goddamn bird cage excellent reminds me of jurassic park 3 oh that's what i said in there oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's the- aviary always makes me think of jurassic park 3 where the pterodactyls come down and start picking people yeah, off dude uh, that William that part, H Macy, best part of the movie. It's a great. I you know what, I liked it. I thought it was a good film <laughs> for what it was. A, a movie where dinosaurs still live and are on a separate island. Fuck yeah, dude! Sign me up. Great. I'm down. Sure. It's what it needed to be. And then while you were gone, um, I took care of your kitties. Yes, you did, and they loved you. Me for and it. Ezra and Vinny had a good time. I scooped their poop. I did you fling it outside? I flung it outside as hard as I could. It's very freeing. Um, 
Cleaned their poop, cleaned up a little bit of throw up. Other than that, it was just good times, man. Yeah. Fe- feeding them, giving them some wet food, mm-hmm. cuddles. Vinny's pretty spooked. That's that's just who she Vinny's is. Vinny's pretty spooked, but Ezra and I, I mean, Ezra was like all up in my shit, man. Of course. It was great being with Ezra. It was a good week. Um, I signed a lease today. Congratulations. Yeah, dog. Staying here in the Queen City, babe. Me and, uh, me and my girl signed a lease. And you're going to be in... Where Where are you going to L- be? Like Marymount area. So, yeah, about 16 minutes from here. About 16 minutes from the club. Yeah. It's excellent, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, yeah, just get rooted again. Yeah. Get all my shit out in front of me. I mean, I've got stuff at my parents' house, in my car, mm-hmm. at my girlfriend's house, all just kind of all over the place. Some shit up at the club. Yeah. I've just got shit all over the place. You have shoes upstairs? I got shoes upstairs. I've got a shirt <laughs> hanging on the fucking uh, doorknob door of your door. Yeah. And I swear to God, I think there's a charger somewhere around here. But Dude, we'll there's look. chargers everywhere. We'll look. We'll look. But um, no, I just can't wait. Get Get my, get all of my shit under one roof. And just to be in a normal routine and back at it again. Get a routine. I think the club's opening back up, putting in mass hours up at Go Bananas. I think we're going to get that club open back up. So, yeah, man, just trying to fall back in. I guess find a new rhythm. Correct. Because I'm all out of whack. I haven't been doing a ton of stand-up lately. Isn't it kind of nice to take a little break? I have been at peace with it. Like, I guess it's because... I have these huge glaring things like moving into a house, yes. finding a house slash moving now moving into a house, and putting in hours up at Go Bananas to try to get that place mm-hmm. open. Like I have two two things that I can pour myself into. Yep. I get up a couple times a week. Still, um, I've got stuff on my calendar thick for like October and November. But like it is nice to kind of take a little bit of a break and. And get all your ducks in a row. I mean, I'm, I've kind of broke the streak of writing. I've got some new bits that I like that I've tried at the mics. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling, you should. Feel, feeling pretty good right now. Because I'm in the same boat with you with, like, work. And then we are getting a house as well. Uh, we put the offer in. It was accepted. And we're moving. Boom. In the Mount Auburn. Dude, I mean, this. I know that there's some trepidation. And it's all very fearful. And it feels like a huge step. And all of the above. Boys are growing up. And it is a huge step, man. And it is a huge step, dude. And I like I I know you're scared. And I'm excited more I know, than anything. I know, I know you're really excited, but even then it's like you bought a fucking house. We just brought it up on the podcast and you like kinda said it as an aside. And yeah, you're like, oh yeah, and by the way, uh, we got a house. <laughs> yeah, we got a it's, house. It's a lot. It's a fucking doozy. It's hefty. It's a you got a bunch of shit here. Uh, I'll help you move. Yeah. I'm a good mover. I am I am I am good at putting things into boxes, but then moving them is horrifying. That's but my jam, dude. I think we're probably gonna I mean we're we're adults. We can afford I'm we're getting movers. Oh definitely. It's a good call. Zero doubt in my mind that we're getting movers. Yeah. Um get all get, I'll box it all up. I'm stealing a bunch of boxes from work. Hell yeah. I mean we get shipments every day of t shirts. Yes. And I'm like, set these aside for me. I'm taking them. I'm like, okay. So like that's not an issue, but it's just like I'm I'm just genuinely th- thrilled to get everything. I'm excited to get in but the thing is is that it happens so fast where like october 1st is your close date where i'm like 
fuck, I got to get this shit out. I'm going to be gone the and next... It, you're the, busy with everything. Right. And it's like, fuck, where am I going to... It's just Not a lot of time to chaos. Like soak up this place. You know what I'm not saying? Not a lot left. No. Yeah. But I good, I... good to know, not without going into too many details, but the lease here, pretty easy. Lax. You know? And it's like... It's not like it's a hard out where you need to be out of this place on October X. Right. You know, you can... You'll have a weekend where you're free and you will want to go out and do crazy shit, but you'll just, it'll be good fall weather. Yep. You'll fucking throw a record on. You'll crack all the windows open. You'll crack a fucking top. Yep. Maybe pour yourself a couple fingers. Yeah. I'll come over. Let's eat an edible, dude. And just and just pack shit up. Yeah, just it'll be easy. Slowly chip away at it. Yeah. And uh, no, it's it's a huge thing, man. We both. It's exciting, dude. It's Fucking very exciting. Cheers, Thank you. Yeah, we're we're both leaving the city. Leaving yeah. the city, flying to the burbs. I mean, you're not in the burbs. You're just right up there. But still, it's a different vibe. Sorry. Uh, work texted me that it off last week. T-shirts never sleep, folks. No, they don't. Black shirts. Sorry doing the pod. He listens, so he should know better. Great. So then that means he's going to hear me call it a mountain, which is good. <laughs> Fuck him. Clayton Nevels, you can fucking suck the base of my penis. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, well, shots like a, fired in like the workplace, a, like a corn cob. Shots I'm fired. Like, I'm, How do you eat corn? <laughs> I'm saying from the side. Oh, he's gonna, oh, he's gonna, oh, oh, oh! You're gonna, talking about you want him to kiss the side of your penis. Correct. Suck on the side the, of my penis. The okay. Base. I when you say the when, sweaty stump. When you say that, I just assume you meant like sucking my whole penis in your mouth. Therefore, no. you're at the base. No, you're talking about just like going around a hickey licking. to the side of a man's penis. Like ah, okay, cool. That'll make a cool sound effect for whoever's listening in yeah, their headphones. That's good. Well, if you thought the sound was gross, imagine. <laughs> Looking him right in the eyes as he did it. Oh, and There's you know that. what? There's no that's other. That's the beauty of uh, audio only. Audio only, you can't see it, and that's that's a great call, audio only, because there's a great sports pl- talk platform where you can make things happen and have. Hell yeah! Talk about that. It's called Spotify, Spotify Green, Green Room. Room, live audio only sports talk platform. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Uh, you can join the conversations with us and have a chance to be featured on the new Nasty Boys podcast. We'll be hosting rooms every week, uh, someday at some time. Come through and talk with us. We'll be live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. Follow us at the new Nasty Boys to be notified when our room goes live. We'll be going live on Spotify Green Room on someday at some time. Come with your spiciest takes. Come with them spicy takes, guys. Spotify damn green room. Yeah, nailed it. That, ah. Good read. Good read. That was solid. Thank you. Some I've gotten banter. very good at that read. I think I've done it in my sleep. Some good banter there. It was solid quality, top shelf, bubba banter. So, yeah, the boys, the boys been busy. The boys got houses. The boys are moving and shaking. And the Reds, or what do you got? 
I was going to say, watching the Reds on my MLB app, West Coast, oh, was yeah. so nice. But so. It's just like, oh, I can just stream it and watch it without having like a crazy rolling blackout. So it's like, hey, you've been blacked out from your team that you want to watch. So ridiculous. It's dumb. I, I wonder totally, if that will ever get taken care of. No, of course not, because there's too much money in the pot for Bally Sports, NBC, and those other pe- networks that own the rights to MLB. So they, Speaking of Bally Sports and since shared shout out Josh Sneed. The Bossman. That just started up. That's pretty fucking cool. Dude, it's sweet. I, I, played, on, uh, I played on Monday. Uh, Bally Sports Trivia, you download the app. Um, you play along, you win prizes. When I was playing and didn't win, you would get a signed Jonathan India jersey. That's, I mean, that's legit. And and what they talk about is pretty cool. It's a second, it is a second screen option. So you're watching the game, but you're also watching them, and they're talking about the game happening in real time with right. you and playing trivia to win prizes. Like that's pretty cool. It, it's it's a it's a good idea. I hope it catches on because Snead fucking rules and like he good at it. He is. I mean, he's a broadcaster, comedian. Like the guy knows how to talk. Yeah. He knows the Reds backwards and forwards, and it's a good fit. I'm happy for him. I'm really happy for him. If you listen to this podcast, then you're a diehard, diehard enough of a Reds fan to download the Bally Sport app and do this shit. Or you're fan enough of our comedy that you like, you know Josh, and you like him. Right. So imagine him just talking. About baseball and joking around for three hours with a guy who is also a stand-up comic and Mike Sauce. Pretty fucking cool. Really cool. So download the Bally Sports trivia app for free. And while you're doing that, just, you know, pop on over to fucking Apple and leave us a review. I would just like to read one. Oh, you haven't read one? No, no, I had. I would like to read a new one. Just it's been a while. Post a goof. Post a goof. D- throw us a five star and then just say the meanest shit about us. Yeah, that'd be great. I would totally be into that. Like, Billy needs to lose some more weight. He's breathing heavy into the microphone. I listen to myself, and that's what I think when I listen to the podcast. There you go. Uh, and then uh, also, go to sportsdrink.com. The website's up and live. You can read a brief description about what sports drink is and, and you know the umbrella that we are under yeah we're not getting that drink on us because we're under that umbrella baby we're under that umbrella shout out andrew stevens who's not under an umbrella in new orleans yeah no shit i need to reach out hopefully his phone's charged by now but and good luck all the people that need the luck right now and ida ida all the Henri up in some of that shit some of the videos coming out of New York were insane. They were bonkers. Did you see all the rats the in the subway? The subway's flooded, dude. Yeah. The subway's fully flooded. Yeah, it was nuts. It turned into a fucking log flume. You know what? I had a feel for him. I had a feel for him, man. Come on. I had a feel for him. That's why Cincinnati stopped using our, uh, never started using our subway system. Because they were afraid of the flooding? What if it rains? <laughs> I think Perfect. it was pure laziness. Perfect, man. Maybe the same guys. And yeah, uh, it's, it's a hot take. I'll take it. I'm a little spicy right now. The Reds aren't playing so hot. But the same guys who fucking ran the subway system and the city planners in the early parts of Cincinnati, they're about as wise as our fucking front office, huh? Come on! They're about as wise as our fucking front <laughs> office. And of course, you know that we always talk ourselves back down and are like, oh, well, there are people with... It's like we it, they've done fine, okay? Every, yeah. You can point at two or three things that you're like, hell yeah, good pickup, that paid off, hell yeah. Right. Wade Miley, stellar signing. Great signing. Stellar fucking signing. Right. I mean, you look at some of the younger guys, it's like, yeah, good eye. You picked them up, you called them up, but then sure. there's just some moves. Uh, 
I would like to say that all of those things that you mentioned were done by Dick Williams. Yes, exactly. Not the not the not Nick Kroll. Not the existing front office. No, not Nick. I mean, the thing that you brought up just to kind of kick us off here, the the Rysel thing. Yeah, we'll start there. Steve Mancuso, the guy who does Reds. Uh, da, 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 the guy who does. Um, what does he do? He does Reds Content Plus. He's great. He's fantastic. His Twitter, he's got a lot of hot takes. He's very angry. But this is this is one where you're like, okay. Uh, he tweeted out last night, Rizel Iglesias has the lowest XFIP, 2.13, among all major league relievers. The Reds letting him go to save $8 million and get nothing back for him might be the biggest ownership and front office blunder of the season for all of MLB. Ranks with blowing the Chapman trade, and I couldn't I mean, it's right agree up there. more. Imagine if you had him shutting it down, leading up with Givens, Sesa, Sims. Lorenzen. Or, yeah, Lorenzen, sorry. Move Sims, move, move Sims back. But that's, that's formidable. That's like, oh, wow, that's a really good bullpen. It's a really Instead good bullpen. Instead of just hodgepodging it with Jose De Leon, yeah. Jeffrey Hoffman. Brad, Brad Brock. Brad Brock. Brad Brock blew the game last night. And Heath Hembry. I know, man. Dude, and think about this. Sean Doolittle, far far removed now. He's far in the rearview mirror, and he's up in Seattle reading books in the, in the, the Pacific yeah, he, Northwest. he was a non-entity. But that's Bonkers. They're and okay, so naming Sesa and Givens, Sesa's been fucking lights out. Great. Justin been, Wilson's been v- has been far better than Sean Doolittle. Yes, exactly. So th- those are upgrades. Credit where credit is due. Of course. Good job. But I mean that seeing that Rossell thing, and I mean Archie Bradley isn't doing shit this year, no. but still, I mean, just seeing these woes and it's just sickening. It's it's so it's such a bummer to see. We are in crunch time. And yep. as Reds fans, Nothing really to complain about because with 22 games left in the season, we're firmly in the playoff race. Yeah. And that's exciting and awesome, and you can't bitch. Agreed. But, dude, we're in the (laughs) thick of it. Yeah. Brad Bratch is who you throw out there at the bottom of the 10th against the lowly Cubbies. Not even the lowly, not even just the lowly Cubbies. You are putting on top of that a guy who is having one of the worst years in his career. And probably one of the worst hitters in baseball right now who starts every day. Hayward. Yeah. yeah you're no. lay, you lay up a, a, a 81 mile an hour slider that has no slide or er in it. And it's just served up and he fucking just launches that piece of shit. I know. And uh, to just end it. It's just... It was brutal, and it's a and it is just in in a microcosm of the entire season. I know of where just we so could be so instead close. of where we are. So close. It is amazing that we are still just one game out, and the plan was always to push for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one when we jump started the rebuild in nineteen by getting Puig and having those flexible options. But then also getting Puig and Alex Wood and Kyle Farmer and in Bauer. that move, and and then going to get Bauer. We have gotten rid of Josiah Gray. We got rid of, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the other guy? But overall, Josiah Gray was involved in a trade for Max Scherzer and, and Trey Turner. Yeah. That, that enough shows you that that just... High-level prospect. Right. High-level prospect. High-level prospect that brought back the return of... 
yeah. and then also uh, it's yeah, like uh, it's just with the that hunt. is just a, a rant in itself that is too long of with with nowhere to go aside from that it has trickled down to basically being the to being where we have Brad Brock and the ineptitude in the tenth inning, and that's where that happens. And, the, and part of the frustration is obviously that we had to be put in the situation where he's on the roster anyway. And Brad, right, right. if you're listening, I love you, man. I hope you're happy. But I, we, I, I but enjoy, it is what it is, right? I enjoy your um, part of the frustration. Fruit, the fruit frustration fruit is exacerbated by the fact that even an average fan who follows a couple accounts on Twitter can look down at AAA and see three exciting real options. Even if you take Hunter Green and uh, Nick Lodolo off the table, Dari, Mar- Dari Moreta is still down there fucking wreaking havoc, dude. Right. He's pitched 49 innings in 38 games. He's got an ERA of .73, dude. It's between Chattanooga and Louisville. Call him up yesterday. Yeah. What do you have to lose? This isn't some guy, some highly touted. It's not like calling up Morita yeah. is Green or Lodolo where there's all this anticipation. This is just a guy in our system yeah. who got better with a fucking Dragons jersey on. Right. And and now you call him up to the big leagues. Right. And it's And if he gets fucking shelled, Brad Brock is getting shelled. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. It's the it's the it's the kind of bullshit half in, half out, rebuild go for it mentality that's why you need to have that's why India was on the opening day fucking starting lineup look at him yeah running away unanimous in El Rookie of the Year about Stevenson absolute fucking stud Injury, uh, barring injury, long MLB career. Correct. Vladimir Gutierrez, absolutely stalwart of our fucking staff. Correct. You got to call these motherfuckers. You, if we're doing the future and going for it, in quotes. Right. Then you have to call this guy up. You can't You're, throw Bradley Brack out there. No, and I've guess, said his name wrong seven times. <laughs> seven. I've said his name seven different ways in this rant. Yeah. I don't, it, you know what? What's crazy with this is like we brought we talked about this a couple weeks ago as well. A long time ago, and it's not even like it's new news for us. And, and not call, not bringing him up is detrimental because they're too afraid that they will have to DFA Brad Brock. Right? Who cares? Yes. Get I, him. Let him walk the streets like he just was when you signed him. Dude, Marie, exactly. They're, He's nothing it, like that you is said, special. Man, there man. is a reason why he was able to be picked up while the season was happening. Correct. He, Him that, and the Heath entire like Major the same League time. Baseball started. Yeah, and they didn't have a spot. No, that says something, man. The twenty-nine other teams were like, "Bah." No, and the fact that Shane Green was signed a quarter of the way through the season, and we knew about our bullpen woes, and didn't go and pay the fucking man, is yeah, that shit is wild, obscene, and it's just. Sitting here and yelling about it and being mad and looking over and seeing that we're this many games above 500 and we're still only one game out. Right. Is. It seems like we are pessimistic when we're not. I think we're just more angry because we should be better. If we're seeing this, that means it's being seen in the front office. If we can make these, these, Ex- these, exactly. these points out and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Then what is going on? I mean, you would like to hope, best case scenario, because it means that crawl and and that they're not completely inept, and it's still a bad scenario, but this is where we are as Reds fans. Best case scenario, it's just Bob fucking locking it up tight and not letting crawl do anything because he's concerned about some sort of like money faux pas or something like that. Like, that's the only way that I can uh, feasibly think 
that some of these decisions aren't being made is because they are like in a spot where they just can't. Kind of like in parts, you know, at this off season when we were just selling, 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 and it's like, yeah, I'm sure crawl. Every GM in the fucking world wants a checkbook that they can write in and make a good team. Sure. You know, Crawl is handcuffed because of the fucking Castellini ring. Sure. But, I mean, even still, some of this stuff, it's just so duh. Duh. And, I mean, aren't aren't you fucking... It's just so crazy. It just doesn't seem like the front office and the ownership is excited that we're good. Correct. Make moves to show that you're fucking excited that we're good. And they did that with Givens, and they did that with Sesa, and they did that with Wilson, but those were also... You didn't give up much. Okay. So you didn't give up. Okay. So you gave up. You gave basically gave up. Um, you when gave you, the Rockies back a player that you got. Exactly. And then with the Yankees, you gave them a player to be named later, and ca- basically taking Justin Wilson off the books. Yeah. So go go get Gallo. It wasn't like they made a giant splash. They made a a move they saw fit that wasn't going to cost them a whole lot. Yeah, and it was like pretty savvy in that sense. If exactly. we were operating under the idea that Crawl is a handcuffed GM, which mm-hmm. he is, then that's a crafty pickup, you know? It's a okay. nice little pickup. Getting Sesa and Givens and Wilson and not giving up much. So credit to them there. Right. I guess I'm just frustrated with just like this lack of excitement, it seems. And then I heard, the, I heard uh, Lance talking about this the other day. And this breaks my heart. We we have a real attendance problem in Cincinnati. At the moment, yeah. At a, we have a real one. And you can say, yeah, COVID might be spooking some people and numbers across the board in every venue are down just because of that and people are used to not going out and yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. like, middle of a playoff race. Yeah. Perfect weather. What? Not even two thirds full. Yeah, you also. It's not. I don't even think it's. It's that. I think August. Knowing that August was difficult. August is always difficult. People are on their last family vacations. They're I know, out but of this town. Is a, this is a team in the playoff hunt. I and agree. People, and we're not. We're not selling out games even close. Not even close. No. Um, here's also. Here is kind of where I'm thinking about it too in that way of the attendance is I don't think people want to I don't think the Reds fans want to be hurt again. You know what I mean? That's where a they good can point. where they can go yeah. and they invest and go be like I'm going to go spend invest money. invest money in going to these games and watching them down the stretch and knowing that they did that with Rizal and sold him off. They didn't do anything to make their team better in the 2020-2021 offseason and you're asking me to come and spend my money, and it and it sucks to say, risk my health. Some people see it that way. I don't. We're outside. Not going to get into it. But there's some people who see it that way. And then go and then spend money when I'm in there when they didn't? Go fuck yourself. I know. And, that's, that's, and that's so brutal because then that just, like, that just continues the cycle. And I get it, man. Cincinnati sports fans have been through the pain, but it's like the Castellinis aren't going to open up their checkbook when they're not making as much Much. as they potentially could you know and it's like and it's like a full stadium that kind of shit also makes castellanos want to stay correct it makes it makes it makes the team more excited do you think 
I think when they get back, I because think, like I can't recall the numbers. I just listened to Lance rattle it off. It is actually a real problem. I believe it. I know that this. I honestly believe that the stadium will be full when they come back next week. One, one playoff hunt, but two Dodgers. I think there's a chance that uh, at Great American Sunday Night Baseball. Cincinnati and the Dodgers. Oh, it is happening. Is it? It is it's happening. Been confirmed. So, which I mean, means, yeah, I mean that ha- that that would be embarrassing if it wasn't look like a sellout. Correct. Um, at least it doesn't look like Arizona. Did you see that Dude, shit? That was so bad. That was bleak. I We're, feel really bad for those players, man. I do too. And then they had an announcement over the over the jumbotron on the jumbotron that said, "Please make sure you are sitting in your assigned ticketed seat." And there was if what sixty thousand seater, and there was like three thousand people there. If that, maybe not. Yeah, that also shows you when a team is bottoming out and they're saying like, "Fuck it, we're rebuilding." Why? Why go? That is another problem with the sport that we that we have, and which is which is interesting. I I want to. We haven't talked about it yet. What do you think about the, what was proposed? The hundred, the sixty million dollar floor, and then a hundred and eighty million dollar ceiling that it was pitched for the CBA. Did you see that? No. So that means that each team has to spend it's either sixty or eighty million dollars. You have to spend that a year, but you can't spend more than a hundred and eighty million dollars a year. I don't hate that. I hate the cap. I don't hate the floor idea. I love the floor idea because that means you have to spend, you have to invest in your team instead of just completely bottoming out and fielding a double A roster. But I feel like the floor, I think, I don't know, maybe explain why you feel that way. The floor forces teams to attempt to be competitive. And I like that. I love that. So why do you not like the cap? I don't like the cap because you could you put a cap on how much it play a team can, um, you put a cap on how much a team can pay its players. But you aren't putting a cap on how much money the owners can make. Yeah, that's true. You're not putting a cap on how much their TV deal's allowed to be. Yeah. So, yeah, you look at yeah, that's that is bigger picture. When I'm looking at it just like on the surface, that seems great because it allows keeps like, a competitive balance. Sm- yes, because with the Reds, I love the idea of being forced to spend 60 million. Love it. But there's no way the Reds are going out and spending 180. No, so that right. just benefits us. It benefits the smaller market, right? Or, yeah. I don't. I guess I get we're what a you're small, saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just, okay. Just red specific. That rule benefits the Reds exactly. in the way that we operate. Sure. Because we're not going over a buck eighty. No. But if we have to spend, then I love that rule. Can you have to? I yeah. I think I'm all but for it. What you said is a valid point. Where it's like put a cap on where what these motherfuckers can make. Yep. And if we put a cap on what the owners can make, then that fucking cap of what the players can make goes higher. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Owners. Wild. Wild. Baseball Who? players. The only reason why baseball exists. Yeah. <laughs> Finance billion dollar stadiums, get all these fucking deals, all this stuff. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. Mm-mm. It wouldn't matter. Mm-mm. If Major League Baseball, if the level of Major League Baseball was as good as AAA baseball, it would not be a product. No. It, it wouldn't would, be. I heard a really int- I read an interesting quote. Um, Freddie Freeman talking about Albert Pujols in his prime. Yeah. It's like it, the conversation was him talking about like, this idea that there's triple A and then there's Major League Baseball. Like, that's 4A. Yeah. But the jump between those two, he was like, Albert Pujols is playing 70A baseball. It's like he's on a completely whole different level, you know? Right. He is just unbelievably locked in. It has been. 
Sorry, I had to respond to that. Jesus Christ. No, you're fine, man. No, but that, that's... I don't know. It's just... I, I, I lost my train of thought there. I did, too. Yeah, it's all good. We got, we got broken. The seal has been broken. We got broken. I guess we're just kind of talking about our frustrations. And I mean... But no, I mean, it, overall, I mean, like, the fact that you're saying that you... The, if you're, you're continuing to make the quality of the product on the field better all around. Right. All around. But uh, who was it that said this? There was somebody that said, don't call it a luxury tax. Yeah. The w- one thing white people hate the most is tax. Yeah. Who said that? I, I heard it know. somewhere, and I don't remember who said it. It's but I good, can't though. Love to give them credit. They should call it like a, like a sailing bonus. White people love that oh, shit. Oh, Tom Takar. That's right. Tom, he, yeah, he's like, uh, call it a hot people tax. That's right. Yeah, he's like, sorry, you got to kick in a little bit more. Oh. You're a hot person. He's like, well, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a brilliant bit. It's Tom a Takar, great bit, but brilliant. the fact that they should stop calling it tax. Because white people hate taxes. Yeah. So and, we, and I started off going in on the front office and some of like the internal decisions and stuff just because, I mean, obviously the the play on the field has been frustrating. The play on the field's been frustrating because the offense hasn't been producing at what at the rate that it was. And some of it, you can still okay, you can Moose is still in the area after coming off of so much injuries and stuff that you can still. Put him under the T chart under the column of injuries as far as excuses why our offense is sputtering right now. Because mm-hmm. obviously Winkers, he's not in the lineup. No, but, but Moose, I mean Moose's numbers are so bad right now, and you just have to hope that he's just kind of fucked up getting his timing <laughs> back. I mean he's hasn't played a ton of games. Still. No, he hasn't. But, I mean, read some of Moose's right now. Okay. That Moose's antlers are small. They're very small and dull. I mean, if you look at his last seven games, let's just... You know what? We've been out long enough. We haven't done it long enough. Let's look at his last 15. His last 15, Moose in 46 plate appearances, has eight hits, two homers, six ribs, one walk, 14 strikeouts. He's batting 174 with a 191 on base percentage, and he's slugging 370. So many Ks. That's not... That is the opposite of what we were looking for. When we brought him in. When we brought him in, and when we were like, we need his bat off of the bench. Because Gino being Gino. And then, I mean, Gino's kind of been a little Sakala hot lately, right? Uh, You mean you're looking at... I guess it's still just power numbers. It is still power numbers. I mean, I mean, what are his home runs and ribs right now? So, if you're... Let's look at... His home runs and ribs are almost elite. They are. I mean, uh, his. I mean, he's got what twenty six or twenty seven. He's got twenty five homers and sixty nine ribs for the year. I mean that you look at those and you isolate those numbers and you're thinking, wow, that's that's Gino's solid good year. He's having a solid year. He could get to thirty homers by the end of the year. I know. But then you look and it's like he's batting one seventy three with a two sixty two on base and six forty two OPS. But. The thing is, is like everyone's like, oh, everyone's become he's everyone's becoming Adam Dunn. No, Adam Dunn had a higher on base percentage. Oh yeah, he had a high, way higher on base percentage and was batting above two hundred. Yes, I mean, do you remember the days when you when a when a it was like insane to see a guy in a starting lineup batting two twenty? Dunn batted two twenty five. Right. You know, he was never, it, there was never a season where we were like, Dunn can't get above 200. Yeah. Never. <laughs> never, ever. No. Not one. And people were still like, oh, guy can't, guy can't hit. I know. It's it's so wild how quickly the game changes up. But in his, I mean, his last seven, it's like, 
15 plate appearances, five runs, four hits, two homers, three ribs, three walks, four Ks. He's batting 267 with a 400 on base, 800 slugging. If you isolate those numbers in those seven games, you're like, wow, Gino, he's on fire. Well, I mean, as far as as that's all we can do is a week out, right? We've said it before on the podcast, right? And I mean, in a game right now where, dude, we've got three weeks of games left, right? If Gino is hot for a week, I mean. Just to divert a little bit, Gino needs to be in the lineup tomorrow in the, at St. Louis. Yeah, against John Lester. John he Lester. His numbers against John Lester are crazy, and it's like now's the time of the year where you got to play those. Right. Don't get too cute with Bell, but it's like as far as our offense goes, we, we're desperate. Yes. We got nothing. We brought in fucking Asdrubal Cabrera. Oh, God, and that has not panned out. I liked the signing. It's a savvy old vet. But man, it's it's not worth it. No. It's just not working. You know what you would you 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 should do is, and I think I've, it's been presented before. I think it was on Red Lake Nation, um, and I totally agree with it. Is that you move? Uh, you put Barrero at third, and you have Tucker, or not Tucker, Jesus Farmer at short. Farmer's earned shortstop. Done. He's the shortstop this year. Yeah. He's the shortstop this year. He is. That's it. Bat and glove. He's just figured. He, he's That's it. he has managed to become an above average guy. <laughs> not 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 elite. Not no. anything. But as far but it's not. He's not scraping the bucket. No. He's he is a serviceable placeholder he for earned, the twenty twenty one season. And he, he earned his right. Earned it. He earned his right to be that. Mm-hmm. And he is that. Uh, no, I mean just. We don't have the time right now in the, at this point in the season. It, it, it can't be when's Moose going to get hot. Correct. It's a shit or get off the pot situation, similar to that of Gino, where Gino found himself on the bench. Yes. Our offense runs through fucking India, Castellanos. Winker. And Win- yeah, Winker, who's been gone for longer than we think. Longer than we wanted and needed. And and it also runs through the, the tandem of, of Stevenson and Tucker. And Tucker. You've got that with Farmer. Uh, and and Tyler Naquin has cooled down. Naquin is uh, in one of down. his valleys, but not as deep as he has gone no, before. No, because in his last seven, he's got, he's, he's, you know, he's five for 20. He's got two ribs. He has three strikeouts, no walks. He's batting 250 with a 250 on base and 350 slugging. Like, it's not what he was doing over the month of August. When he had an 18-game hitting streak and it was just 100 unreal. total bases. And, and well, carrying the offense. I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember if I said this before we started recording or not, but one thing that's happening with the offense right now that hasn't happened all year is somebody isn't in the middle of a torrid street right. streak. Joey Votto's cooled down substantially. I mean, we've had at one point in the season, we have had Castellanos batting like... 400 for a month. Winker, Votto, uh, Tyler Naquin, like we just said. I mean, Naquin right now is just the option. Because Shogo, we don't want to say it live on the pod just because it's so sad right now, but you can start using the B word with Shogo potentially, man. He might be a B-U-S-T. Yeah. He might be, man. And Shogo and, and the Punisher, man, I love those guys. We are some homers on this podcast and have fought for those dudes. But they can't be in your lineup. No. Aquino's a pinch hitter. Now, when we said, when we talked about we were like, oh, yeah, when you just said, like, Nick Castellanos cooled, has, like, cooled off. I- inaccurate. Like, his last seven games, he's batting 321, 345, 750. Oh, I didn't say he's cooled off. I'm but just saying, like, oh. he's not, it's not... We are lucky that we have just grown accustomed to this. Right. It's Nick plus. He's being Nick. Right. He's being Nick, but we don't have... No one's 
NL Player of the Month this month. Or, you know what I'm saying? So far, yeah. Yeah. This early in the night, at the you just... You or need... even going back just like on the calendar a couple weeks. Naquin was in that hot streak there for a little while, but like... If Naquin's leading your offense, then there are hiccups elsewhere, you know? Sure. And no, I get what you're prob- saying. That's a problem. Yeah, and it's just it's just glaring how much we miss Jesse Winker. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of offense, for whatever it's worth, Wade Miley is on a three-game hitting streak. That is correct, and I have a fantastic graphic yeah. that I saw during the broadcast. And uh, Reds Media Relations, Reds PR on Twitter, on Twitter, great account. Uh, if you're curious, the longest hitting streak of Wade Miley's career was in 2012, eight games in a row. God, the guy, guy can, can rake. Guy, guy rakes. So the, it's so funny. There is offensive production. They put this up, this graphic up during the game uh, two games ago when Wade started. Um, when Shohei is batting as a pitcher, he has 55 plate appearances. He has 10 hits, five doubles, two home runs, seven ribs, nine runs. I mean, it's Shohei Otani. He right. is the AL MVP. He is a he For is a generational talent so far, having one of the best seasons of any baseball player of all time. We are living and watching, living and watching in greatness. Uh, Wade Miley has fifty four plate appearances. He has ten hits, four doubles, no homers, three ribs, nine runs. Dude, it's impressive. It's impressive. Ratio wise, it's impressive. <laughs> Could you see the Reds at some point just using him as a pinch hitter? We've already pinch hit Wade Miley at one point this season. Um, yeah, it's like a regular. Oh, like I mean, as reg, I I wouldn't pinch didn't he, hit. No, he just stood there, didn't he? Wade just took the strikeout for that one. No, I mean he didn't want to. I mean, we put yeah. him up. It was early on in the year. It was a completely mismanaged game. Oh yeah, bases loaded, bottom of the last inning, and we had to pinch hit Wade Miley. Right. I think it was the game Lorenzen got hurt. Yeah. And he did strike out, but I mean, dude, I'd pinch hit Wade Miley. I wouldn't mm-hmm. pinch hit him before the legendary Max Schrock. Oh, the legendary the Max Schrock grows. Legend grows. The legend grows. I love the Schrock Meister. I do too. Guy can fucking rake. Guy rakes. Guy can fucking rake. I I like him on our bench. I'm so salty that we called up Bradley Brock and and left Alejo Lopez. I'm just hanging dry. Sent him back, back down in AAA. I know. But Jose Barrera is a AAA. What are we doing? I don't know. I'm honestly. Call up Hunter Green, goddammit. <laughs> Call him up right now. I uh, I think that there will be a spot start for him. I uh, I think that there will be f- just to generate some more excitement if in we, general. Uh, we've said it. We said it at the beginning Put of the, the fucking pen. year, dude. I no, know. But, like, he needs to come up this season in the playoff race or out of the playoff race. It's time for him to come and get some big league reps at Great American Ballpark. Agreed. Guys lights out. Yeah. The only problem that we have now is that he was not a part of the September call-up. Yeah. So he cannot. He is not eligible to pitch in the playoffs. See dude, how mismanaged is that? That is so horrendous. We got to worry about the future, though, man. Come on. We find our. Oh we got to worry God, about twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, dude. Come on, you know better than that. It's fucking dumb, dumb, dumb. Let's look at. Let's look at the. Let's look at the future. Let's look into the future. How about we do that? All right. Let's look into the Let's future. Let's look into the future, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll round third and head for home. Because this is this is where it's interesting. Because I brought it up to you when we were just you know standing around getting ready to talk about this whole thing. You have three games at St. Louis starting tomorrow night at eight fifteen. You have Wade Miley. You have Luis. You have Sonny going. 
I don't want to say it's a need sweep situation. It feels like a need sweep. It feels like it, but if you win two out of three in St. Louis and you kick them in the dick, that's huge. And if we if we do anything besides win the series, we are now behind St. Louis. Correct. This is this this is the dick punch. This is the dick punch to one of one of the squads wearing red. Yeah. Because if we go down there and take two out of three. That's what we have to do. And you should be fired up after last time when they came into town. Because we're currently two games up on St. Louis. Yeah. For the not playoff spot. They came into town and oh boy, boy howdy, was that was that fun, huh? They spanked our little bare bottoms, bare, dude. Bare back button balls. Yeah. But and then uh, you should be fired up because of Schilt coming out and going with with looking at Cassie's bat. And going like, oh, that thing. Yeah, it's so so it's, bush. It's 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 chipped. There's something wrong with that bat. It's court. So bushly. Get out of here, Schilt. You it's so wild suck. Looking, at, looking at these standings. You got the National League East leading Atlanta Braves with less wins than us. It's It's crazy. When that was touted at the beginning of the year, one of the it's going to be one of the best divisions in baseball. No, it's one of the worst divisions. It's one of the worst divisions in baseball, in baseball actually. Um, and then, okay. So here's here's where we're at. You've got those three at St. Louis. You have to kick their dick in, and then and then you take that Monday off, and you've got three at Pittsburgh. You see Pittsburgh, three, five, uh, six. You see them at three, six. You see them nine more times in this stretch. You're going to be familiar with them. They're going to be they're going to be playing to keep you out of the playoffs with guys who are trying to earn their jobs. It's not just going to be a walk in the park. It's what St. We Louis just saw. had a problem with them. It's what we just saw in Chicago. And you're going to be seeing it against Washington with a four spot at home. But you've got a two spot. There is a little bit of I think that there's going to be a little bit of breathing room with the two spot at the White Sox because they're going to start resting people. They're going to. They're gonna give some some guys some days off to get ready. They've got the division. They've they, they're fine. They've had it. And then you have three at you also have three at home against the Dodgers. You have to win two out of three against the Dodgers at home. There's no because that is showing them, and you're showing the rest of you're showing the rest of the if National League. If we make the playoffs, we're gonna play them. We we are going to play them, or you're playing San Francisco. I I don't know. I don't. I just. Because we're so late in the season that when you look at it, man, if we if they do come out here and lose two out of three and lose a series, after losing like six then, series in a row, then I don't know, man. Because it's you look out there in the West, dude. It's two and a half games. If we get to them and then beat them twice, yeah. Giants aren't going to lose. Giants are forty games over five hundred. But the Dodgers are only two and a half back. I know two and a half and back, they, and they control their own destiny. Yeah. They they do, and but too I just don't. Good. I, they are too good. You're right. I'd rather play San Francisco, but I'm just yeah. looking at the the amount of games that we have left. Dodgers come to Cincinnati and lose a series. That puts a sh- that that it's a that's a huge hurt on them potentially winning the West. True. There's not many games left. Right. I think they play. They do play him for the last series of the season. That'd be that's must watch baseball. That is. It has been. Oh God, yeah. Must watch. Much must watch. Not missing it. I, oh, man. It's it's scary. Um, but we also I think we need to take into account. Let's take a look again, and see what San Diego has coming up. 
Um, I'm looking at their schedule. Um, <laughs> oh, buddy. Listen to the. Okay. Yeah, this is a brutal stretch. Three at at Los Angeles. This is the Dodgers. This is Padres. the Giants. This is the Padres. Three at the Dodgers. Four at San Francisco. That's their next seven games. Three at St. Louis. Holy shit. Let's go, man. They might fuck around and end up under 500. <laughs> I sure hope so. And then here's their last stretch. Here's the final stretch. Three at home against San Francisco. Three at home against the surging Braves. Three away at Los Angeles. Three away at San I mean, Francisco. Dude, they are, I mean, th- that, that is so nuts. They are in a playoff series the rest of the season. We are too, but we our competition is not, not as no. But I'm they're elite. literally like playoff caliber competition. Yes, they're playing like three all, all division leaders and the Dodgers. Yeah, wow, all fuck of yeah, them man. are playoff. So we have to, to take, take care, care of business. business, man. We we have to. We yeah. have to, man. Three and seven yeah. in our last ten against the teams that we've been playing. It's just not going to fly. No, nope. and I get it. And the point that you make about all these guys on these fucking terrible teams that are just thrown in the towel, man, they are. You're going to get the best effort. Yep. You're going to get their best effort. And it might not be as good as as what you have, but you know what? You better you better fucking step up. You got to match these one motherfuckers. Game, I know it's one game that we're behind the Padres, and it and it could be it. I mean, just saying all that, it's like, yeah, we're fucking shoo-in. One game that's easy to make up in that amount of time. But then you can't have that mentality. I know, you but, need but the career. reason why we're down one game right now is because we fucking blew a game against the Tigers three months ago. Blew a series. You know what yep. I'm saying? Or just it, it, it all has an effect. you got to yep. take care of fucking business. Yep. Now it's t- if we look back, we're like, man, there's so much we could have done, and I hope that they aren't doing that. I mean, we, you use the phrase, in control of their own destiny. So are we. Yeah. I mean, in essence, everybody is that's in the hunt, right? All we can do is win. Yep. All we can do is win. One game at a time. Can't control what the Padres are going to do. But, dude, the Padres would have to lose their fucking mind to do any to break even. Yes. Good God. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. schedule you just laid out is insane. It's bananas. Like, to break even, they would be playing well. Yeah. We but, have to not break even. But, uh, boy, boy, howdy, when you look back, it'll be nice. To, it would be nice to go back to Chavez Ravine. Because we swept them there already this year, yeah. And I know it's a different team, and that you, I don't, I don't, I do not, for the love of God, want to face Max Scherzer no. in a one-game playoff. No. But you know what? Get me there, and anything can happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, for with sure. A healthy lineup. Oh, I just want to be in a playoff game. Now, it's now, like kissing your cousin that it's a one game against. Yep. This behemoth of a team, whichever team we play. But dude, take how, me to San Fran. Dude. How about this? When you when I look back and I'm looking at what Scherzer's doing, Scherzer comp- almost pitched, pitched a complete game against the Cardinals. Shut it the fuck down. With his age and as many innings and pitches are on that arm, I kind of I don't know if it could happen, but something in my gut is telling me that he is a CC Sabathia like collapse in the playoffs. Remember when he got traded to yeah. the Brewers and he just carried him the whole way there? Yeah, and was doing this type of shit. Like there has to be some kind of gas that runs out of that tank. Yeah, I, 
then you put him in a one game playoff. Dude, I don't know, man. Like stranger things have happened. One of the things. greatest pitchers of our of our lifetime, Clayton Kershaw, couldn't get that off. He'd win the it, win the Cy Young going away, and then go into the playoffs, and the wheels would fall off. Yeah, Scherzer doesn't have that track record. But like you're saying, just miles on the fucking tank, dude. I know. I, I, there's a gut feeling inside me that says, like, yeah, sure, bring him on with this offense, and if Winker's back and clicking. There is a weird. There's, there's a weird there's feeling in there. I don't know why. I hear you, man. But honestly, too, with the Giants, I I mean, yeah, Logan Webb might be the ace of the Giants right now, but for some reason, I'm still not scared. Well, yeah, I know. Even though it didn't look good early in the year, it's a different club with the fucking bats when they when they can fully click like this. For some reason, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I hear you, man. There just is, get us there. I was about to bring it up. Is it's like there is just this weird sense of as fucked up as everything seems to be. Yeah. All the wrong decisions. It's kind of like the whole idea of that. As fucked up as everything is, front office, all these injuries and bad moves and questionable decisions. Yeah. Here we are still. Yeah. Here yeah. we are still. So I have this weird sense of calm, where I'm just like. Castellanos got us. Votto got us. We'll be alright. Yeah. We'll be alright. I think there's Wink also going to come back. I think there's also this weird sense of calm that we're having because we just purged all of the anger. Yeah, that's true. So now we're just looking back. We're going like, yeah, we can fucking do it. Yeah, we can. We're we're right here, man. And the Padres have a tough hill to climb. I don't. I just don't see them doing it. No. How also how cool would be either way. If we play the Dodgers or Giants, Giants, a newer nemesis with what they did in the early 10s yeah. to us, and then an older nemesis is in the Dodgers, oh, what dude, we did it, in the 70s, 80s, well, and man. 90s. We got to get there. God, Lord I want to get there. I want to get there so bad. I want to get there I so get fucking there. bad. Let's get there. Let's round third and head for home. Let's do it, baby. You said you don't have a whole lot coming up. I don't have a ton coming up. I'm at a Comedy Off Broadway end of the month, September 29th. Oh, nice. Who yeah. you with? Rocky's there again. Fuck yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go back down there. September 29th. Uh, and then the hub every Monday, and then the thirtieth, high grain brewing. High grain brewing, baby. So, uh, you can see me at uh, what was it? It was uh, Whistly River Creek, Dreaming Creek brewing. brewing. You can see me there. It's like an hour and a half away. I have no clue where it is, but Dreaming Creek Brewing sounds like uh, peeing the bed. That's what it does. That's what it does. Uh, I'm there Saturday. Um, you can also see me September thirtieth. At High Grain Brewing. At High Grain Brewing. And then I'm out of town for the next five points. Sorry, John. There you I go. I won't be there for a whole month. I'm out of town. Let's fucking go, Let's man. Fucking Good go. pod. Great pod. Go to Chameleon. Let's go to... I gotta go to Chameleon. I got my scooter back. Oh, there you go. Vespin around the city. <laughs> so, I'll be at the Reds game um, when they come back into town. Steel stands. Do you see me? Oh, fucking buy you a beer. Follow him on uh, follow him on the gram if he posts something at the game. Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. Hey, I'm in section three twenty four. Buy me a beer. I'll be like you bat. Fuck yeah, man. Or if you see me in New York City or Dallas. Cheers. Cheers there. So, uh, thank you to Sports Drink. Go to check out the new website. Um, and Spotify Spot Green, Green Room. Room. It's great. It's awesome. We did it. We did it. Uh, thank you for listening. So, as always. Go Red Legs. Stay nasty. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.